0: Hello and welcome to Rights on the Line, brought to you by Dublin-based human rights organization, Frontline Defenders. My name is Hasina, and I am your host. Today is Human Rights Day. It is 70 years since the United Nations Universal Declaration on Human Rights, and 20 years since the Universal Declaration on Human Rights Defenders. And today, we are releasing the last episode of Rights on the Line. Working on this project has been a truly wonderful experience. Speaking with human rights defenders about their work, what motivates them and what concerns them, and hearing firsthand about the risks, the danger, and the dire consequences they face as a result of their work defending human rights. And then sharing that with you, our listeners, has been a privilege. On this important day, I am reminded of not only the importance of the Universal Declaration, but of the universal benefits we all enjoy. Thanks to human rights defenders. We have the rights we have today because someone fought for them. As you listen to this, human rights defenders across the globe continue to fight. To that end, I would like to leave you with the reflections of those frontline human rights defenders themselves. We take you to Paris this past October, where amidst a gathering of almost 150 human rights defenders as part of the historic 2018 HRD World Summit, some shared their thoughts about the declaration ahead of the then upcoming anniversary with frontline defenders. We've brought together a couple of clips for you to hear today.
1: Hello, my name is Maria Muneer, my pronouns are they, them and I am from the United Kingdom. The declaration itself is actually amazing in terms of the protections it sets out, but it's necessary to remember that it's not binding legislation, it's guidance, and in fact there are many countries around the world that do not heed that guidance, and I think that's where the weakness of the declaration really shows itself. And I think also because we focus so much around law, and we forget that access to justice and access to law is actually really complicated not everyone has the legal terminology at their disposal not everyone has uh the same level of education and in fact i think we are building barriers to human rights defending if we focus too much on things like the un declaration when we remember that the un itself is not a perfect institution that even the un human rights council doesn't necessarily uphold human rights when there are member states who are elected to the council who have really terrible records on human rights and i think that will go necessarily hand in hand with education. Um, it's important to for people to actually know their human rights defenders in the first place so many people who actually protect human rights don't know their human rights defenders some people disagree about what that looks like some people say journalists are human rights defenders other people say they're not so i think we really need to have a frank discussion that involves intergenerational human rights defenders and on top of that people from different education levels because it shouldn't be that you need to have a masters degree or a phd or that you need to have been a lawyer need to have been a doctor or you know need to have been of a certain profession in order to participate in the conversation to begin with.
2: My name is Omar Farouk Osman. I am the Secretary General of the National Union of Somali Journalists. Um, we are in a country where two things have become normal: committing human rights violation has become normal. And, and that especially goes to is, violence, attack and destabilization of journalists has become normal. And the other thing that has become normal is the culture of impunity. Well, I'm very happy that I'm attending the World Summit um, of Human Rights Defenders here, uh, which we are marking um, the 20th anniversary. Um, it's very important for us for many human rights defenders. The UN Declaration on Human Rights Defenders is a very good instrument, um, but it only remains to be good once it is implemented. So when the states are not implementing, when governments are avoiding, when international community is somehow dodging, is a problem. I can frankly say this UN Declaration of Human Rights Defenders is not implemented in Somalia we need it, it to be implemented truly we want the EU guidelines on human rights defenders to be implemented it's not implemented in Somalia because what is happening is that the violation happens and some is or governmental institutions prefer to give credence to what the government is doing or to cover up for the sake of political expedience. that's a problem for us and that is what is happening in our country, so we're saying yes it's a good instrument, it's time to action it on the ground, it's time for Member States to be truthful to that UN declaration and especially EU Member States and to take it forward. I'm very optimistic, I'm not pessimistic as I was in 2006 when I came to the office of Frontline. Why am I optimistic? Not because the operation has reduced it, because we are becoming more and more and we are knowing each other to continue the fight. We are encouraging each other. The notion of solidarity is spreading and that is, that is giving me a good heart. So I'm very positive about the future. I'm not pessimistic. And our oppressors know that we are not giving up. The struggle is on. They are the other one is to lose. Even if some of us die, or resign with, with frustration, many of us will keep on the struggle. That is what is happening now. And I'm very optimistic for that.
0: The third and final voice we are bringing you today is that of Vilma Nunez from the Nicaraguan Center for Human Rights. This is actually an excerpt of her contribution to the opening plenary at the summit in Paris. La, la, la declaración nos generó
2: muchas expectativas.
3: This declaration raised expectations. We thought that having a legal form would help with all that we were doing and support our conviction to defend human rights for everyone. We thought this would strengthen this endeavor. Now, there is a big difference between the rules and what really happens. I'll go back to that question of why we had such great expectations when we signed the declaration. In some sense, we had been part of this effort. We were working with the open group this created what used to be the Assembly of Human Rights at the UN. This was from the 1985 resolution. It had been a long road. We had a lot of meetings and conferences. In Latin America, we put together a concrete proposal in Bogota in 1996. It was a regional meeting. and We were looking at how we could set up the necessary mechanisms to be included in the declaration. This meeting was promoted by Amnesty International, Some of the people here participated. A lot of people aren't here now. They have left a legacy and an impressive contribution. So we knew what we were fighting for. We knew what we'd done. We thought that these efforts for the declaration wouldn't be in vain. However, now we need to look over the obstacles that have been faced and the overall situations that have stood in the way of compliance with this declaration. The main thing I remember from my participation in the open group is this. We were working so hard. We learned a lot from my friends and colleagues with more experience. People who'd gone through dangerous situations and suffered from persecution at the time. That was in 1996. So I'm talking from 85 to 96. I came to a conclusion. The legal development of human rights isn't for free. It doesn't come from people and experts. It is a people struggle. They are people defending the excluded, the victims of repression. And that is what made the declaration possible. El
2: desarrollo jurídico de los derechos humanos no son concesiones graciosas, son de la lucha de los pueblos.
0: If you are hoping to learn more about the work of human rights defenders, head to frontlinedefenders.org. Find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram and YouTube. If you want to see more recordings from the HRD World Summit, look for the Human Rights Defenders World Summit 2018 on Facebook. Special thanks for this episode go to Maria Munir, Omar Farouk Asman, and Vilma Nunez, along with Meg Ryan for lending her voice to Vilma's words, and Lorena Katza for interviewing human rights defenders in Paris. Frontline Defenders was founded in Dublin in 2001 to provide resources for the security and protection of human rights defenders at risk around the world. Rights on the line was produced in house by Frontline Defenders from January to December of this year, with the goal of presenting the work, the struggles, and the perspectives of HRDs at risk. To hear more episodes, go to frontlinedefenders.org/podcast. Our
2: music is from "Let's Start at the Beginning" by Lee Rosevier.